right, everyone. Uh, welcome to episode four of the Warmest Regards podcast. I'm Bosco, your podcast host and creator of Warmest Regards, um, a podcast where I catch up with some good friends of mine to discuss all sorts of topics that are relevant in today's society. Um, today, we have the one and only Doris. Uh, Doris <laughs> is one of the first people I actually met at Queens um, and is one of my closest friends. Um, but for those that might not know you, uh, maybe you want to just give a little quick intro about yourself. Yes. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to be here. Um, so my name is Doris, as Bosco mentioned. I'm going to my fourth year at Queen's. Um, and I am a self-taught designer currently making a transition to the product design field, which is why Bosco has invited me to share my experience um, just a little disclaimer I am not a professional in this field yet whatsoever not yet. Um, yeah. so I'm just here to share my my two cents um, but obviously I'm so so happy to be here to just share whatever I have so yeah mm-hmm. so welcome welcome Doris um, so yeah like as Doris briefly said you know we'll be focusing on uh, product design it's a topic for today and like you know how it's a rapidly growing field in in you know today's business and and tech world more broadly so you know i'm personally really excited to to you know learn a bit more about the field because like you know i've done a little bit of research but like i'm not obviously as knowledgeable as you in the field but you know i'm excited to discuss some of the nuances involved with uh with product design so you know why don't we just start with what is what is product design and like how does like UX UI fall under that that umbrella? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would say product design is a pretty broad field, um, but in a very high level like explanation, I would say it's just like taking product ownership of a digital product. So that could be um, mobile application, web application. Um, or even just like a specific feature of like a mobile app that, you know, you use and you explore um, the different facets to create a very user-centric design. And as a product designer, you should always um, have the end user's best interest in mind um, and because your goal is to really create a frictionless and meaningful experience for your users. Um, yeah, so that's that's a very high level um, overview of that but then um, UX UI UX is user experience and UI is user interface and in today's world it's pretty like interconnected um, you can't really like have one without the other um, but yeah so UX UI falls under um, product design um, and I would say some other things that fall under that umbrella would be like uh, UX research, um, UX copywriting. So like all those little things kind of make up like product design. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Awesome. And like, what's, what would you say is like, you know, an example of a good, you know, like an, maybe like it's an app or like a website that, that you personally think has like, you know, a good design, a good product design. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like, Airbnb. Airbnb is definitely known for um, their design team. They've pretty much really established themselves in the field. Um, And I guess like they've leveraged their design team to be a point of difference for them in like the industry. Um, 
And the reason why their design team is so strong is because they've created something called a design language system, um, which helps them uh, create just more accessible design designs across the board um, between like different mediums, whether it's like on the Android or the iOS. Um, and this language creates like great efficiency within their workforce to uh, work collaboratively and um, have like reusable and cross-platform components that just makes it all like consistent. Um, but yeah, and I would say having such a dis strong design system enables them to um, have a very frictionless experience for their users, which is why they are really known for that. Hmm. And like you mentioned frictionless a couple of times already and like, is that really like at the core of product design like is that your end goal i guess for like each you know whether it be like app or product that you make is is do you want mm -hmm. everything to be as frictionless as possible like is is that the defining word um i i would say so just because like for me a big reason why i want to go into product design is because i want to create like the most memorable and like the smooth experiences that people can have through using these digital products and I guess that comes from like me really enjoying like event planning, which is like what Bosco and I did on ICBC because mm. we're like the special <laughs> events coordinators. Um, but yeah, because I really love event planning for the fact that I can create memorable experiences for people, I like translate that over to like me becoming like an sorry, aspiring <laughs> product designer. Um, and so, so it's like, I want to be able to create the best possible experience. And I, I, I would like to describe that as like a frictionless experience um, using like the digital products. Um, but obviously like you have to really encounter, like take into account the problem and the solution um, and make sure that like you can't just have a frictionless experience without solving the problem, you know? Like I think at the end of the day, it comes down to like, are you really solving the user's needs? Yeah, it's like, so, as, like as nice as an app can be, you know, like if it doesn't yeah, do what I want like, it to be, it's like pretty bad app. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, also if you just focus on like how pretty it looks, how, you know, that that's not really like creating like a frictionless experience. Something to better define like a fr frictionless experience is like, um, I would say when you're interacting with this app or this product and you need to get a job done, what is like the most efficient way you can do that? So I would classify that as the, a frictionless experience. And does um, it like, does it just boil down to like, you know, how fast a user can get from point A to point B? Like what kind of things um, play into that? I, okay, because in design, there's this thing called like, interaction cost and I think a goal that you should keep in mind is to always minimize the interaction cost and interaction cost is essentially like um like what you said like what is like the fastest way that they can do something um like get from point a to point b and like I guess solve their problem right mm -hmm. um and if you're adding like so many more like pop-ups or like so many more like things for them to like enter their names and like all that or like enter in their info like each of those are interactions mm -hmm. and the more interactions uh causes a less frictionless experience if that <laughs> kind of makes sense yeah um yeah so 
So that's just kind of what that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like what, you know, like how did you even find out that product design was like it even existed? You know, like like what drew you into it? How did you discover this like whole new world, I guess? Because like I remember talking to you back in like, you know, first and second year and like product design oh, is no. like definitely not oh, something yeah. that you're yeah. interested in yet. <laughs> okay like first two years I didn't even know yeah like I didn't even know what product design was mm-hmm. um and like I want to say the story is kind of funny like I'm pretty sure I was studying for exams and I came across an article um and instead of studying for my exam I read this article and I was like wow this is so interesting and that article was on like what is UX design um and Immediately after I read that article, I was, this is so cool, like, and then I searched up, like, what is UX design, and then this YouTuber popped up. Her name is Christine Chun. She is a senior product designer at Instacart, Mm. Um, and she's also, like, I guess, like, a content creator, so she creates a lot of, like, YouTube videos on, like, the life of a UX designer, life of a product designer, and all her experiences, and it really just, like, drew me in. and I guess the thing that attracted me the most at the time was like, oh, I can, you know, leverage my, what I've learned from like a, coming from like a business background and also tie in like my interest in like design or like creativity. Um, and then you put those two together and you have like product design, mm-hmm. but obviously product design is a lot more complex than just like those two things. Um, which I like learn along the way, uh, and even then, like right now, I'm still learning. So, but yeah, I would say like, their product design is just one of those things that allows me to um, play with my different interests and also um, just like skills and like education that I um, had, and then it just like bundled all bundle it all up, and you have product design. <laughs> um, yeah. But I would also say that I'm not like, it's it's been a it's been a little hard going into this field given that I don't come from a traditional background, which is like coming from an art school or a um, interaction design school, which is offered at like uh, I think Waterloo has a program for this and SFU has a program for this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so like I come from like a business background, I have like coffee chatted people in the field as well and they said it's possible so I'm just taking their word for it and just trying my best to like break into the field now yeah yeah for sure yeah Mm -hmm. yeah are there any like you know clubs on campus that are related to product design like I I think like Laurier has like a straight up like UX UI like club like I don't know if they have that at Queens as well um at queens not at the moment but we have um we have a club called qtma stands for queens technology and media association shout out to kevin day (laughs) um he's our he's our co-chair um but yeah so on the team i applied to become the ux ui designer um and i work with a team of nine people i believe and there's like a PM, so a product manager, a PMM, so product marketing manager, uh, a few developers, um, and 
and a couple business analysts. Yeah, so it's like a team of like eight or nine and you compete with like the four other teams on the club. Um, at the end of the year, you like have this like, uh, you have like a demo day and you like essentially like pitch your idea, which I think is like totally cool. Um, but yeah, was that a, was that, I feel like that wasn't the best ex- explanation for it. Well, Kevin, don't kill me if you're listening to this. <laughs> basically, <laughs> I mean, we discussed, okay, we basically, QTMA here. a lot in the first <laughs> oh, episode. Oh, okay. Okay, good, but... good. Wait, I li- yeah. Okay, just, you know, you guys can like refer back to that episode. <laughs> um, but sorry, Kevin, don't kick me off the team. <laughs> um, but yeah, essentially, like, I would say um, QTMA is probably one of like, the best opportunities at Queens to really like explore this field because one, you get to work with like PMs, devs, um, business analysts, and in like a in the industry, that's essentially what you'll be doing. You'll be placed into like these teams working with like um, the same with the same people in the same roles, um, and it's really important to understand like how to communicate with devs and like how to. Um, you know communicate your designs with like the pm and ensure that your your designs meet like like the business goals um the client's goals uh also like your end user needs like there's all these like different factors that play into account and and so like working closely with the pm is like really important as well Mm -hmm. um but yeah i would say like at, at queens qtma is probably one of the best opportunities i know there are other some other clubs like um two mind i believe mm-hmm. and like beta labs they also have like similar positions um but nothing i don't think it's like exactly ux ui design work whereas like qtma like i'm i'm basically put into this team and like we work together to create a product so i will find my design thinking process and like through that whole like through that whole process of like um ideating researching and then like you know designing essentially like a product or our competition yeah yeah wow it sounds like this podcast is just becoming a qtma ad uh yeah everybody should apply to qtma <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh. yeah it, it really yeah. is a it sounds like a good experience like if if you're looking to break into this field and like get some experience under your belt it's definitely different mm-hmm. from any of the other clubs that i've seen on campus at queens but are there like are there mm-hmm. any courses that like touch on this field maybe not in like the commerce program but like maybe in computing yes yes there are there are actually a few courses i don't know the exact courses in like cisc but like cisc has some really good courses that talk uh teaches you about like front-end design or like just like html css um and then but then like also in like enin enin has like a few courses I forgot what they're called, but like design um, thinking and like, yeah, um, I want to, I want to give people the actual names of these, but it's like, um, innovation, was it innovation something? Media and design thinking, Enin 140, that's Uh. offered at Queens. And then like all the other Enin courses, um, kind of like break down, like, I guess like the different aspects of design as well. Um, so I, I highly recommend people who are interested to like take any like Enin related courses. Um, but uh, something that I was like always told when like coffee chatting people is like, oh, see like what resources are available at your school, which is like taking courses. Um, 
but the only thing is like we didn't actually we don't actually have that many courses that talk about like design thinking or like product design um so but then like in this field there are a lot of things that are like transferable knowledge so for instance like taking a psychology course or like a consumer behavior course or like um understanding like uh how to do market research like all these things can like translate over to like um your career as a product designer and like kind of like strengthen your ability to conduct like research right um and understanding your end users so like those courses are just as valuable as like i would say like understanding like oh like the cisc lingo um or even just like specifics of like design thinking yeah i Mm -hmm. guess like that's where the business background really becomes Mm -hmm. an advantage i think like you know you're able to understand marketing terms like you know segmentation yeah exactly understand your customer building Mm -hmm. like user personas you know like for people that use your app yeah it's like those are all the things that like a strong business foundation would really really Mm -hmm. help you in the field but i guess it's like at the end of the day like it doesn't matter what background like you know if you really want to do product design it's like a lot of it's Mm self-learning yeah and like i think like that's the cool part about product design is that you can really a lot of people go into this field not coming from like a traditional background so everyone has their own story to tell and like they all have their like um strong assets to to apply to like the teams um and so i would also say like coming from a business background right in the beginning when i first like fleshed out my own personal case study um i had some product designers in the field review my work and they said they can it's very evident that i come from a business background based off of like the research that i've conducted Um, and they said like obviously it's really it's really good research it's just like they can tell that i'm like a business student and that's like my strength um and like like you said like building like personas we really in our classes we learn about understanding like our consumers um we do like what need-based segmentation and like we we learn all that in like marketing um and so that's just like really applicable and then it's just like also like analytical skills from like our other like business classes are also very good knowledge to have um Mm -hmm. going into this so yeah yeah like let's talk about some of your uh your side projects right like i'm sure that's like a huge thing that's probably the biggest thing on like any ux ui or like you know product designer aspiring product designer to have is like you know a portfolio Mm -hmm. of of side projects so like do you have any that like, yeah. come to mind that like you know mm-hmm. that you think are really cool or like you know you want to share um i can share i can share like a couple um so the very first one that i did was actually like a hackathon that i attended it was like my first hackathon ever and i thought that was like a really cool and very fun experience i was like so nervous because i didn't really have like a coding background um and so I was like oh I don't know how much I'll contribute to this like team um but luckily like my team members were like they've been through like a few hackathons so they knew kind of how everything worked and I was just brought on the team as like the designer so I worked on designing the interfaces of like what we're making and so essentially we built like a chrome extension that um that rounds up 
okay, wait, let me backtrack a little bit. So the prompt that we're given for this hackathon <laughs> is like, <laughs> sorry, my head's like all over the place, but I really want to explain this well. Um, so the prompt for this um, hackathon was to, I think, create like, um, we wanted to tackle environmental sustainability. Okay, okay, sorry. This has been like months ago, and then I'm trying to think back to my very first project. So it's like kind of, you know, deep in my memory now. Um, but yeah, the prompt was to um, solve environmental sustainability. How can we create like um, a solution that tackles this? And the solution that we came up with was building a Chrome extension that essentially when you are buying um, your shopping online, you apply this Chrome extension so that it rounds up your purchases to like the nearest dollar and it donates that difference to a nonprofit organization for environmental sustainability. Mm. Was that? Yeah. Um, so I I took that, I got inspiration um, for that idea from like a, an investing app um, called Mocha. So it like takes like your spare change when you like purchase something online and it invests it for you. But I was uh. like, why not apply that to like, you know, environmental sustainability? Because right. I think, I think it like one, having a Chrome extension is like, it integrates it into like, um, integrates it into, I guess, like the customer um, online shopping journey, like very seamlessly. Right. Because like when you're purchasing something, it just automatically has like a pop-up that asks you like, oh, this is the difference. Like this is the change that you have from like your current purchase. Would you just like to click donate? And once they click donate, it's just like done. Um, so then like having this like one click donate button is so seamless that like people do, it's like really effortless and people don't really have to like think about it. Mm. Um, but yeah, so then I, I thought that would be like a really cool idea. And then that was like kind of what we went with. Um, and so that was really fun. And, and then another project that we did, or another project that I did, was uh, a TikTok um, accessibility case study. Um, I'm not going to say that I'm a frequent TikTok user, but, like, it was just definitely... You are. No. Um, okay, but basically, basically, I just noticed that, you know, um, I wanted to explore, like, inclusive designs a few months back and even now I'm still like learning how to like create inclusive designs because I think that's a really like um crucial component to have when you're creating designs what does, is what to does like inclusive design mean yes inclusive design <laughs> means um just like taking into account like um making designs that are accessible for everyone so like base like for all users not people who have like perfect vision right like you have people mm. who might um have color blindness or um they have hard of hearing um and there's just like very various uh sorts of i guess like um i guess various sorts of um needs i guess like needs exactly needs. yeah um and so like having inclusive design can like take into account like oh how big is your font um in your designs making sure that it doesn't it's not like less than 16 points because like that's like the bare minimum that you should go because like anything smaller than that even if i can see it doesn't mean like everyone else can see it right, right. or like in your when you're um, playing with colors um on your designs like making sure that it falls to like a 4.5 to 1 ratio 
Um, and that is also like the standard so that like um, people who have a hard time like being colors, I guess, like who have like color blindness, mm-hmm. if you have a 4.5 to 1 ratio, then like then it, that means like they, they would be able to see it. Um, so it's just like stuff like that. Um, and like all that little all those little things like add to like inclusivity, inclusive design. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, where was I? Um, so yeah, TikTok, um, doing like an accessibility personal case study. I noticed that like in their settings, if you went to like accessibility, um, they only prompted you with like two options and the options weren't even like anything to help with like, um, they weren't, they weren't even helpful for anyone who had like, I think hearing impairment or like um or like i guess like visually impaired right um yeah so then like understanding that problem space like i just like took it upon myself to conduct research and like see how i can like um basically play with their designs working with their existing design system so like staying consistent with like the branding the colors the font the typography like all that and then like adding features to their app to make it more accessible um and then so that was like another project that i worked on Mm -hmm. just like just doing it all out here honestly environmental sustainability (laughs) and um and And, like accessibility (laughs) really just making i think all love our apps no okay i just i think (laughs) as like a beginner like something that i wanted to do was like not be afraid to explore like different avenues i didn't want like narrow myself down to like oh just like making things look pretty or like solving like very very surface level problems and then I wanted to like see how like I can creatively just like challenge myself like to creatively solve problems um and so yeah and like honestly every project that I've worked on um thus far is probably teaching me a whole set of new lessons um and I think that's like the best part of it and I'm just like learning as I go Right. Yeah. Yeah. But like how long do these projects take? Well like, you know, obviously it's like if you wanted to spend more time on something, like you could definitely make things, you know, better. But like mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. let's take for example the um the TikTok uh TikTok project. Like how long did that take you to you know, from start to finish and like what did that process look like? Mm-hmm. I think I think that project took me around two to three weeks. And the whole process, I think I mentioned this earlier, you, you kind of follow a design thinking process. Um, and very high level, the design thinking process is um, being able to empathize, empathize with, um, empathize the problem. And then you have like the design and then you ideate and then you prototype and then you test this product. And then, um, so if I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna dive a little deeper into like each of these steps. Um, so when you like, I guess like you for advising um, that first step is to basically gain an understanding of the problem that you're trying to solve, right? So um, I guess this involves with consulting with like people in this field or like um, doing your research on like, I guess like, the market research that I talked about, um, also engaging with people who actually use this app or like has this problem. Um, and then the next step is like, I guess like designing it 
um, after you have conducted this research, you basically synthesize your designs um, and you begin to kind of define like the core problem that you're trying to solve. Um, and then, and then once I once I was able to like find the problem that I wanted to solve, I was able to start like doing my prototypes. And in my prototypes, I'll do like lo-fi, lo-fi, low-fidelity prototypes, which, uh, sorry, low-fidelity mock-ups, which essentially are like just like preliminary like sketches of like ideas that I have. Um, and it's really just to help with like brainstorming. And then once I finish with that, I can move on to like um, mid-fidelity designs. Mid-fidelity is transferring my my sketches to like basic like squares and like rectangles and like placing them into like somewhat of like an app format and then just like mapping out where each section is supposed to go or like where each feature is supposed to go so that I can visually see like the user journey mm. um and then and then the last step would be like doing the high fidelity high fidelity is when you actually like add in the color add in um all the text um and you make everything look pretty and it really like it's like the finishing touch you're adding like the visual designs anyone looking at it will be able to see like oh this is like the tiktok app you know it's no longer just like rectangles and right. squares right yeah. it's no longer just um, pictures and like sketches yeah it's not yeah yeah exactly um so and now that you have like this high fidelity it becomes like a prototype like a mvp that you can test with users um and because it basically mimics like the actual app even though they're not on the app like with this prototype they're able to tell me like are the designs that i've created um solving their needs and if yes that's that's wonderful if no most of the time it's probably no because like your first set of designs are never perfect yeah. and so you have to go back and reiterate and then you know and slowly get to that that i guess uh, for lack of a better word like the perfect the perfect design um but yeah so it's like a very iterative process and then you kind of go back and forth and then ultimately when you kind of get to a solution that you know properly solves or your users needs then like i think you've reached your goal mm -hmm. um but yeah that whole process took me like three weeks and it honestly varies on um your problem it depends on like the project it like depends on various factors um and also like this design thinking process that i've mentioned it it also varies depending on like the problem you're trying to solve because like maybe um, different pro problems require like different research methodologies mm. um, to ensure that you find like the best solution for it. Uh, so yeah, there's really no like cookie cutter, cutter method for all problems. It's it's really just like being able to like adapt and like think on your feet. Mm. Yeah, remaining mm -hmm. agile. <laughs> wow! <laughs> yes, remaining agile. <laughs> yeah, we love some biz tech or biz tech class in second year <laughs> um yeah no. honestly hey that class talked taught us about what like user flows yeah user journeys yeah. yeah that was that's like kind of applicable to mm -hmm. this too yeah um yeah if anyone wants to take that course you can <laughs> it was just very it was uh the projects were not great it I, was I not were, great i thought they were okay honestly really well it's like, really okay like mm, i don't know like i i liked it because 
I, you I should go into like product design. I, was, design. I, I, I <laughs> felt like I was creating something, you know, like I felt like I was, okay, yeah. you know, adding value uh-huh. to the organization. I think like we, we had to do like a bunch of nonprofits in, in Kingston, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that was, that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope it actually like helped them, you know. I mean, um, I doubt they, but, they actually read any. We actually, yeah, we have like, yeah, I, I know, but cool. okay. It, okay, it was cool, but I just remember like sitting in the breakout room for like five hours. Mm. And I don't know, my brain was so fried that <laughs> night. Um, and like we submitted our project early and I remember the profs were like, oh, we're going to extend extend the deadline so like we stayed in the breakout room for five hours for nothing that night um oh, like you like yeah grinded it out for yeah we grinded like, it you, out you like, like split it yeah, up or whatever. yeah i know i know it was just painful but in all honesty i did learn a lot from that course and like when i was like i guess exploring like product design in the very early stage i was able to like i guess um refer back to like some of the things i learned in that, yeah. cl- in that class um so yeah it was fun i guess <laughs> i guess <laughs> but like how does you know how does what does product design look like in like if you're like at work you know what i mean like um mm-hmm. like are you just yeah. like assigned like you said like are you assigned like a problem or like do you have to identify mm-hmm. that yourself like what does what, what's like you know the role in the company i guess if you are a product designer Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I can share my experience with like from Product Buds right now because I am their UX design intern, and I believe this this Wait, whole what, process. What's product, desi- what's product, uh, product Buds? Buds Product Buds is um, so we focus on building a community for aspiring product managers. Dude, is this and... right from the website? Is... No, it's not. It's not. I promise. I promise okay um but yeah that's that's really our like our goal and um i think on the website it's the words are like making product accessible to all and i think that's a very um that's a really great mission to have because a lot of the people in our community come from um like a business background or something that's not like just not like a a traditional background Mm -hmm. like cyst or like anything um and they want to break into tech and they want to become product managers um and so i like resonate a lot with like the members in the community because that's what i'm trying to do myself um and so we provide a lot of resources like workshops um fellowships a protothon protothon is like the equivalent to like a hackathon but like for like product managers um yeah and then we have like a bunch of like additional resources for people to like reference um and just like speaker events um wow i'm just i'm just plugging product buds on your podcast thanks we always plug something like really hard you know what I mean? uh, okay but everybody please go follow us on linkedin i'm just kidding um okay yeah so i'm the ux designer on product buds um, and i work with a ux researcher um two developers product manager and uh, a graphic designer and oh there's also like content writers on the team um yeah and then so then like the whole process how it goes is like the pm will tell me the problem that we're trying to solve and then i break it down into like various steps of like um 
getting the research from the user research team and then synthesizing that research and applying that to my designs. And then I create like um, mid fidelity designs for the PM and the leadership team for feedback. And then usually that takes like an hour and a half per session um, where they'll just like go through my designs with me and tell me what's good, what's not good. And like, um, have me explain why I chose to design things the way it is. Mm. Um, and like that whole part comes with like me also like validating my designs through like the research that was conducted. Right. Um, cause I don't just like design things to make it look pretty or like, you know, it has to be, um, they have to have a, a reason. Yeah. 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 There has to be a purpose. Um, and yeah, so then like we go through like a design feedback and then that kind of goes on for like a few sessions. And then once I'm finished and I have my high fidelities, I pass that on to the, the devs team. Yeah. And then the devs will, will help like code and like bring my design to life, which I mm. think is the most rewarding experience. Um, we just actually had like our product launch um, on May 20th. Oh. And although it was like really stressful, like leading up to it, it was just like truly, truly like one of the most um, rewarding experiences I've had in a very long time, which is to see that my designs actually converted to like a real life website and know that like people will actually be using my designs or like using this website, right? Um, so that's just like really cool concept for me. And I think that's like the whole idea of like product ownership that I really love about product design. Um, Very cool. Yeah. So if you guys want to go see it, it's productbuds.co. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Don't worry. I'll link it in the description okay, of, the, okay, of, good, the, good, of good. the podcast. Don't worry. <laughs> um, okay. But also applied to QTMA because like, you know, got to balance out my, got to balance out plugging for both things right um, right yeah <laughs> um but yeah i forget where where i was going with this question what did i even oh i asked you what's it <laughs> yeah. look like like when you're oh, actually yeah. at work yes. yeah and then mm -hmm. yeah and then so then like it's just basically like working with um different groups the devs the pms the content the content team um the graphics team to put all these pieces together um, and then you finish your project and it's like ready to ship. Um, but yeah, it honestly varies depending on either like the company, like the team you're staffed on, um, and all that, because like for some teams, they might be just working on a specific feature of like a product. They're not really entirely working on like an entire project product itself, mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then honestly, like each a lot of these like projects like they vary and I don't think I've talked to like um I don't think anyone anyone that I've coffee chatted has like told me the exact same process as anyone else that I've coffee chatted so it's like very interesting to see how like each company works differently right. um and so yeah it sounds yeah. amazing yeah all right amazing we're approaching, um we're approaching 40 minutes actually um so wow. i know what? it's already been 40 minutes that's that's kind of crazy wow. but um i hope i hope i've sold your audience on product design oh i thought you were about to say product buds again oh my 
<laughs> no, 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 product You've definitely design. sold me on product buds. You know, I, I'm applying. I'm applying. Okay. Don't worry. Okay, that's good. That's good. Uh, I'll see you at our next event. It's actually tomorrow. Wait, actually? It's tomorrow at 9 a.m. Tomorrow at yeah. 9? Yeah. Be right. there or be square. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I hope I was able to give, you know, the audience like two cents on like, I guess everything I've learned about product design in the past like half year. Um, I honestly, I'm still learning. It's a work in progress. And so like, I hope uh, you guys can all just take my words with a grain of salt and also like watch additional. Should I, can I, can I suggest some resources for people if they want to of course, of course. learn more? Okay. Amazing. Um, so there's this, Facebook product designer um, that I follow and I think he's like so knowledgeable so great um, his name is Richard Yang um, but his he goes by like, like richard.ux and he makes some really great um, content on YouTube that just breaks down like various components of like product design or like the product design thinking process um, and then he also writes like really great articles on Medium. Um, Medium's also a really great place for um, like resources site, right? to. Yes, yes, yeah. So like a lot of product designers will go up, go on there, and then um, talk about their interview process or like um, product or like design thinking methodologies or like creating your own portfolio, how to like conduct a case study, like all those. Like I think that's probably where I've like learned most of my stuff, um, and then. Another YouTuber is like Christine Chun, which is the senior product designer at Instacart that I mentioned earlier. She also makes like really great content. And honestly, I think she is able to put um, product design in a perspective that makes it a lot more fun than I probably did in this podcast. So please go watch <laughs> her instead. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just I think those are some great places to start and then just like get your foot in. Or just like, you know, test the waters, see if you um, want to explore product design further. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, in the future, there's going to be like a Doris YouTube channel as well. Doris is going to have her own YouTube channel. And she's going to be oh the gosh. one explaining product design and like on her medium. Oh, my gosh. And then people are going to reference this podcast and be like, oh, is this the same person? <laughs> This is where it all started. This is where but, it all started. Yeah, this is... <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, who knows? Maybe one day I'll be I'll be a YouTuber. And then I'll plug your podcast. And then I'll invite you oh. to my... Oh, little How reverse. the tables will turn. I'm telling you, Bosco. <laughs> all right. But yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you so much, Doris, for joining me and, you know, talking all about product design, UX, UI. I know, like, you know... I've actually, even I've learned a ton, you know, just by like chatting with you about it. And like, I don't know, it's, it seems pretty interesting and like, you know, yeah. definitely something I'll pay more attention to and like, you know, the apps that I use, or like the websites and stuff. It's like how product design plays into all that stuff. But yeah, mm -hmm. thank you so much, yeah. Doris. And like, I'm really, really happy to hear that. Yeah. And also, thank you for having me, obviously. I'm like, being able to share my story with your your community you know <laughs> um but yeah i'm really happy that got to do this so 
Yeah. All right. Yeah. So thank you everyone for listening. Um, don't forget to stay in touch for some interesting conversations with some more good friends that I'll have on the podcast. And with that, have a great rest of your day. Bye.